Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Grace to All with Paul Gray. And boy, am I excited today to have my friend, Bishop Dr. Bill Hanshu with us. Let me tell you a little bit about him. A lot of you already know him. You know, our podcast is about 22 minutes long. And if I told you everything, just about the degrees that he has, it'd take me 20 minutes and we wouldn't get to talk. So here's the uh, shortened version. Dr. Bill was born in and around the days of the great Pentecostal revivals. And he started preaching at the age of six. 17. He was a youth pastor at 18, senior pastor at the age of 20, and he's always pursued the knowledge of God by studying the Bible. Other commentaries and historical data and all of those things he studies, and today he still experiences continuous downloads of information, revelation from the Holy Spirit, bringing fresh biblical insights into a challenging yet understandable way to the body of Christ. And I certainly benefit from that, as do many others. In addition to having a Bachelor of Biblical Studies and a Master of Theology, he has two doctorates from two different prestigious schools, and in affiliation with the Church of Grace. International Ministries in uh, Liberia, West Africa, he was chosen as an ordained bishop. He's an author, teacher, webinar speaker, founder, president of World Bible School Online University. In his spare time, he'll do an interview like this with me, and he's a good friend of mine. So, Dr. Bill, welcome. Thank you, Pastor Paul. It's my honor and privilege to be on the broadcast with you today. Thank you very much. Well, Bill, as we always do to start out these, I'd like you to tell our listeners how the revelation that you've been receiving of the finished work of Jesus and God's unconditional love for everybody, how that's affect your relationships with your family, with your friends, when you go out to dinner, just in any situation. How's it changed your relationships? Well, for me, the revelation that the scriptures were not written in the English language, which presents a whole new problem of understanding because we have English words with English meanings and they contribute to ideologies that really present a, a false concept of what God is and what he has done. And then when I went to the original language and studied the history and the audience and so many things, I found out a lot of things that really changed my perspective about God, about myself, and about others. And for me, the finished work, you know, one of the things I've done is I've almost completely quit referring to an old covenant and a new covenant. I now refer to an eternal covenant mm. because who we are in him from the beginning of time is who we still are today. Mm. And the same thing happens with Christ. We think about God so loved the world, but we fail to interject the whole world. And so when I read the world, I always interject the whole world. And when I look at Christ, I call him the eternal Christ because John talks about that both in the gospel of John and the book of Revelation. 
revelation that he is he who was and is and is to come. And the words is to come actually translate to say he who is manifesting. So on a day to day basis, the eternal Christ is manifesting in my life. And it's his mind, the mind of the father that's in him is transforming my mind so that I begin to see the world like God sees the world and see others the way that God sees the world. So that's just a short snippet of how this has really impacted me. And it's all happened through just revelation, just as I said, these downloads of revelation that just keep coming. So I am extremely grateful to the Lord for that. Well, I am too. And, you know, your phrase, seeing the world as Christ sees the world. I was just thinking earlier today, the disciples one time asked him, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he said, I'm paraphrasing here, he says, first, you got to get into the kingdom of heaven, which is, of course, right here and now. And he says, the way you do that is by being like a little child. And as I was thinking about that, I think of how does a little child see their father? And they see their father as loving and compassionate and for them and protecting them and, and all of those things. Well, in order for us to see the world as Jesus sees him through Jesus' eyes, we need to see the father that way. And that's how he sees every, he sees everybody as he's their loving father. And so once we see everybody that he's their loving father, too, that begins to change everything, doesn't it? Amen. Absolutely. And you know, the greatest thing about a child is that in their innocence and in their not knowing of life and the adult things we learn and have to deal with, they trust their father. They believe their father. Their father could have a bad day and an hour's time, but the next moment that child will not remember that. That child embraces what the father says without trying to dissect it and try to figure out all the things about it. So when we say, you know, God is love, why try to dissect that? Why try to unscramble that? As he is, so are we in this world. The only thing we can do with that is just say, as he is, so are we. Mm -hmm. And so when we embrace that, the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. When we embrace these hidden truths in scripture, it has, there is no choice but for our perception of things to change. And that is the conforming to his mind, the mind that's already in us. But we have to consciously make that step of embracing that. Yeah, we do. When you were saying that, it just made me think of when you ask a little child, who's your father? He'll tell you, and he doesn't say, yeah, he's my father, but <laughs> no, he says, he's my father. <laughs> There's no no dissecting, no no saying, well, yeah, he's my father, but he's not a very good father, or whatever, that type of thing. These things you mentioned, and I've heard you say before, but that you just get continual downloads of information. When did that start happening in your life? And for people who haven't experienced that yet, how do you help people start to get those downloads for themselves? Well, for me, I started preaching at the age of 17 in 1972. And it was almost 10 years later before I really became frustrated with some situations and came face to face with just asking God, telling God, I know there's got to be more. We're having great meetings. I'm preaching a lot. I'm loving it, but I just feel empty inside. And so some revelation began to come. Now, that revelation also caused me to be moved out of the denomination I had grown up in all of my life. 
But from there, I went from group, for example, the word movement to the charismatic movement, to the word of faith, to kingdom. Till today, I really don't carry a label. I'm just a believer. And so what I tell people is that, you know, as I teach the book of Revelation, for example, this has just really been an awesome journey. And so I tell people, relax. I don't know everything. And I get accused of that sometimes of knowing everything. I don't know everything, (laughs) not even by far. I probably have forgotten through the process of time more things than I know today. But what I do know is people need to relax in the journey, enjoy the journey, because the reality is if you are pursuing your fellowship with the Lord, because, you know, we talk about prayer and we treat prayer like it's some big religious act that we have to do in order to be right with God or accepted by God. But in one of my books of quotes, I put that prayer is simply communication between two people in love. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned to communicate and to fellowship with the Lord. And, you know, I do that when I'm studying I do that when I'm watching television. I do that when I'm out and about. I don't let anything. I have this knowledge, this knob that's been turned on that tells me I have constant fellowship and communication with the Lord. And so because that channel stays on and it's a two-way channel, he hears me, but more importantly, I hear him. So it just flows. And, you know, there was a time several years back that I, again, reached a point of frustration. And it was really about the book of Revelation, because all of my life I had been taught, stay away from the book of Revelation. It will confuse you. (laughs) And so like a good boy, I stayed away from the book of Revelation. But one day, Holy Spirit led me there. And Pastor Paul, I saw the first five words of Revelation 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, we know for those who love numerology, that five is the number of grace. And my translation of that is the unveiling of the anointed one. And I came to realize that if there was going to be an unveiling of this information, it had to be in someone, in a people. So that led me to understanding the process of us coming into the full knowledge of his mind. And so I basically threw up my hands and said, you know what, God, forget it. Whatever way you're going, that's the way I'm going. Forget all the traditional teaching and all the Bible college professors that have taught me about the book of Revelation and about futurism and about all these things. And I really just said, Jesus, whatever way you're going, that's the way I'm going. And again, just a flood of revelation begin to flow. And I will tell you this, it's been several years now. I'm in lesson number 141, teaching the book of Revelation verse by verse. I'm about to move in in a week or two into chapter 18. So five more chapters to finish the book of Revelation. And I want to tell you that floodgate that's open has not closed. It's not been diminished in any way. So revelation just continues to come. And I think it never was about God giving us revelation or increasing. I think it was about me relaxing and accepting that God wants me to know everything that's in his mind. And so I'm just a sponge. I have an open channel about that. God, everything that's in your mind, it belongs to me. I'm supposed to know it. So I've just really allowed myself to stay in that vein. And it's just really been a tremendous extension of the journey from where I began several years back. Well said. It reminds me of Helen Keller, who said, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And it's a daring adventure when we're willing to set aside and give up all the things that we've been taught, and some of them end up being true. But if we're willing just to set them aside and say, Lord, I want 
you talk to me, you tell me what I'm not going to have any preconceptions. And that, yes. that's it. Uh, you got to be really humble to do that. <laughs> but boy, the floodgates just uh, opened then. And it's hard to describe it in words. Right. When I was came up very empty some 40 years ago, I went to a guy who seemed to have everything that I wanted in life. And I told him, I said, I want what you have. And he said, I'm going to tell you all. And he said, well, I'm a Christian. And I said, well, I am too. You know, I go to church. I recycle. I, I vote Republican. I mean, what else is there? <laughs> that, that's really what I said. Uh, and um, he, he said, no, he said, I got a personal relationship with Jesus. And I said, well, how do you get that? And all of this is to say, he said, get a Bible in today's language, start in the, in the Gospel of John, and just ask God to speak to you and then listen. Yes. Ask him to speak and listen. I was so empty. I said, well, I'll try that. <laughs> I asked him to speak, and he spoke, and he hasn't stopped. <laughs> yes. So, Bill, you have the university, which is reaching and teaching people all over the world now. And you mentioned that at one point in your life, you had to set aside all the things that you'd learned with your many degrees and things. So how do you balance the tension of that for your students and teaching them what you've learned and the other teachers teaching what they've learned, but also encouraging students to set aside what they've learned, but listen to God directly. We pastored first. We pastored for about 40 years out of our 47 years of ministry. And everything just transitioned in the end of our pastorate term. We did have an in-house Bible college at the church we had. It was a word of faith school. We went on from there and taught in an online university. But when we formed this university, we didn't intend to hold anything back. We figured that we would just be upfront with our students and speak this. What would seem to be new revelation is really just a fresh way of looking at the old things and removing that which is not true and embracing that which is true. And I've had so many students, who, you know, we're now in the U.S., Canada, Scotland, Austria, all over Africa. We have just become incorporated in Sierra Leone, Africa. So we have an international director there who watches over the whole continent of Africa. And that's where our largest student body is. So in all of these places, we now have over 153 students right now and six instructors, three more coming on next month. How we pay these instructors since we're a tuition-free school is how we're paying them is we give them credits for their time and for a variety of other things. And what that does is that these instructors who would have loved to go back to school are actually teaching, earning credits, even taking some classes at the same time. So we decided to hit this head on. We believe in God's unconditional love. We don't believe in Christian versus sinner. We don't believe in one race versus another race. We believe that God loves all of his creation. So God didn't create people to send them into this earth realm to be born again. But what that really means in our everyday vernacular is to be regenerated in our thinking, to change the way we think. Because what we did is we came into this earth realm, Pastor Paul. We didn't know who we were created to be. So God sent Jesus to show us the Father, to show us his love. So we're teaching students that God accepts everyone, that God's love is unconditional, that the grace of God is extended to all. And we're teaching them that even salvation was not about Nicodemus coming to Jesus and learning this brand new thing. Because when you really study it, Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus 
in terminology that Nicodemus being a Jew like Jesus actually understood. And Jesus made references to the old covenant. And we have these triggers in us that trigger memories from our past. Jesus went through the same thing and he led Nicodemus down that path. So it's really awesome that students are saying, I'm amazed at this fresh revelation, these things that I thought was one way, but really because we're taking them step by step and teaching them why we translate scripture a certain way. And, and, and I don't translate the Bible per se, but I give interpretation, kind of like paraphrasing. And it's really being accepted and embraced. We had no students bail on us. People are loving it. And I think my wife told me we just actually got our first USA representative. We have representatives that bring students and many around the world. So things are just, I'll just tell you this, this vision began in 1988. And we had such a desire to have a university because back then, if you wanted to see God do anything or you wanted to learn anything, everybody believed you had to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma to find out. So we went to Oral Roberts University and we walked the campus and met with Oral Roberts. And we just believed that having our own campus was the way to go. Well, it took a long time for that vision to come into play. And till now, our whole thrust is education. And we thought in the first year, we probably wouldn't even have 100 students. World Bible School University Online is now in its seventh, I think approaching its eighth month, and we're hitting over 150 students and more are enrolling in the next block of classes. So this is not something really that we've done, even though we're putting in the physical work. We have a board member here in Joplin who's actually works and has a desk in my wife's office, actually works grading papers and filing and such. So, I mean, we are amazed. We almost can't keep up with all that God is doing because we're just cooperating with the steps that he takes. And so, yeah, people are just loving this. What some might call new theology is really just the truth about who God is. Yeah, I've had people say to me, well, I, I understand you're into something new. And uh, no, uh, this is what the first church fathers taught, and this was actually true before creation. Amen. <laughs> it's, uh, it's anything but new. The things that a lot of people study are uh, things that happened, you know, during the Reformation or whenever, and uh, right. those are new things. Right. <laughs> uh, and well, but there we go. And we just got a couple of minutes left, Doctor Bill. Tell people how they can contact you, how they can find out about the university. What's the process for all of this? Well, first of all, our website is WBSITC, stands for World Bible School International Training Center, which is our corporation, wbsitc.org. And on there, you will find a link for WBS University. But the best way you can get enrolled is to contact by email my wife, who is the managing director. I, I know I'm the founder, but I don't run this school. I'm an instructor. This is where I excel at. So the best thing they can do is contact Dr. Fay at drfay.wbsu at gmail.com. On the website, on the school page, there is a link for the application to download and pricing and such. We do charge a registration fee, an application fee, and a graduation fee. But everybody knows the bulk of our education is tuition. And this is a third world country model that we're using, and we're charging no tuition because 
believe it or not, our heart is just to get the word to people. We do not want to have people rack up big bills and try to get loans and try to pay for a, an education that they actually always wanted. And now they can go to a four-year degree school. And I say four-year, it may take more than four years to actually graduate, but we go all the way through doctorate. We're actually starting master and doctorate programs in March and looking to the future for even starting a PhD program. So people can get a full degree. We're an accredited school. We're registered with our corporation through the state in which we operate. And as I said, we've become incorporated in a third world country. And yeah, that's about it. So it's easy to do. It just takes the commitment to study and to follow the process of doing homework and listening to the video. We present our lessons in video, MP3, and a Word document. So there's no way anybody anywhere with a phone cannot participate. We do it through WhatsApp. It's not the best program in the world, but it's very efficient in that anybody all over the world generally can be a part of the school through that application. Wonderful. And if you would, take a minute and tell people about your different programs that are on each week. You're teaching that you do live, real-time each week. Oh, Oh, that. Yeah, yes. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. On Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, we have a panel discussion. Now, our present webinar system will only allow myself and three other people, but we have a panel of four where we talk about a variety of issues. Now, this program is called Healed Because God Said So. But here's the thing. We really don't make it about healing. We make it about changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. And so that's the awesome part. And we deal with a lot of issues. On Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., I have a program called Take Another Look, where I began in Revelation 1, verse 1, teaching verse by verse. We're now in the, toward the end of chapter 17, and it's taking another look at the book of Revelation. And there's a whole lot to be said about that. Hmm. On Thursday nights at 6 p.m., I have a program called Kingdom Dynamics. I've been running this particular program for just about four years now every Thursday night. And I have guests from all over the world. This past Thursday, we did have some video interruption, but we had a guest from London, UK that was on with me, an awesome teacher, Dr. Kate Fairchild, been on, you've been on, and a variety of other people. And then Friday mornings, we have a time where we just take a cup of coffee and we sit down on Friday morning conversations and do serious teachings, three sessions in a row. And it has been such an awesome tool, just one-on-one -on -one hearing what other people think and being able to chime in and discuss some valuable things that are great input for the kingdom and into people's lives. So for me, it's always about changing mindsets, which I believe that's what Jesus was after. And that could be explained in scripture in the, the language of the first century, but that's all I'll say for now. Well, you are changing lives. God, Jesus in you and as you changing lives, what you and Dr. Fay are doing. And I, I've had the privilege, well, I've watched all of your shows at different times. And I've had the privilege of being on two of the different ones. And, uh, I'm just in awe of all you're doing, and I'm thankful for you, and I certainly encourage our listeners and our viewers to contact you. Uh, give them the website again and Dr. Fay's address, if you would. Yes, wbsitc.org is the website, and then Dr. Fay's email is drfay.wbsu 
at gmail.com. Great. Well, I certainly encourage people to contact you, consider the school, and uh, enjoy listening to you every week. And my friend, Bill, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. It's totally my honor. Thank you so much for having me. Lord bless you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.